Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. One thing we will not stay away from, Chelsea, is perhaps betting on the Western Conference Finals tonight. So let's get to it. Game two between the Nuggets and the Lakers. Nuggets lead the series one game to none. Nuggets laying five and a half points at BetMGM. The Nuggets are minus 225. The Lakers are plus 180. The total set at 226 and a hook. Denver winning game one. 132-126 as the Lakers cover by the hook here. Are you going to bet on this game? And even if you're not, what would be your lane? I am not betting on this game officially because the, once again, the spread makes me nervous. And that's what we said going into this last game with the Nuggets. Uh, I think that line was six and a half. It ballooned to seven and a half, I think, uh, for that last game, game one, where the Lakers only lost by six. So once again, maybe the spread comes into the fold here. And especially for this Lakers team that I know the Nuggets looked absolutely dominant in most of the game in game one. And we know that the Nuggets have been so damn good at home, whether it's the regular season or the postseason. But the Lakers deserve some credit for clawing their way back into this game to where they were a LeBron James three away from tying this game late in the fourth quarter. So maybe the Lakers found some kind of rotation to at least hang with the Nuggets. Mm -hmm. But again, are they really going to slow down Nikola Jokic? Probably not, because even if he doesn't put up huge numbers in the points department, he's still pulling down the rebounds. He is still dishing out the assists. His assist line is 10.5, which is bananas for a big man. But you look at the shooting splits for both of these teams, and I'm wondering, is there anything here that is not repeatable? Both these teams shot 54% from the field and around 45% from the three-point line. So we saw a massive over in game one, 132 to 126. So I'm trying to put these puzzle pieces together and say, okay, is everything here repeatable for the Nuggets in order to have another win at home and maybe cover a number here? I think it is. I'm just going to rely on the trend that we saw or that we've seen all year long, which is the Nuggets are a wagon when playing in Denver. Now, 
before game one, they were 7-0 and against the number when playing at home in the postseason. Now they're 7-1 and because the Lakers covered by the hook. The only thing that scares me here, and I'm not one to follow the money blindly. We always talk about that here on the show. But the public right now is on the Nuggets. The money is on the Lakers. I think we did see the Lakers in the second half of game one play a better game. They tightened up defensively, and they they were sort of stunned. LeBron in game one after the game said, we got punched in the mouth. They weren't ready for the intensity and the aggressiveness that the Nuggets came out with in game one. I think they'll be more prepared for game two. In fact, we saw that in the second half of game one where this game got a lot tighter. The Lakers pulled within three on two different occasions. Again, they covered the number and they made some defensive adjustments. And I believe there were only 96 points scored in the second half. So I think we're going to see a Lakers team that is less surprised by that Nuggets assertiveness and that they come out and that they play better. Whether or not they cover the number, I know a lot of people think they will. I will stay away, but I can't ignore what we've seen from Denver during the regular season and during the playoffs as far as how good they are at home. Oh, for sure. And the one glaring thing that I saw on the stat sheet, other than the massive numbers that Nikola Jokic put up, was the offensive rebounding from the L.A. Lakers. The fact that such a big team only had five offensive rebounds for the entirety of the game is jarring. You have Anthony Davis. What are you doing, dude? You got to have some of those second chance points uh, in your favor. And the fact that they only lost by six despite this is almost impressive. So one would think that maybe the Lakers have um, an easier time on the offensive glass here. And here's the thing about the Nuggets. Everything seemed to go right for the Nuggets in the first half. Yes, they were playing aggressive. Yes, they were playing well. But also, they seemed to hit a dagger three every single time that the Lakers would, you know, be like one of those moles and whack them all. They just whack them down uh, with a clutch three from somebody like Michael Porter Jr. Jamal Murray had a big game. So I feel like this one's going to be tighter. I don't have the cojones to go against the Nuggets at home, <laughs> like you said. Uh, let's go back to that total because I think sure. you are leaning towards the under. And like I have said, yes. some of these uh, stats in the game have looked kind of unrepeatable. The shooting splits that we've seen from both of these teams – why do you think the under might be the play here? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. I think because, and I saw this earlier, I wish I could remember it off the top of my head and get it right. But if you look at game ones in the NBA playoffs, at least this recent trend has held, then game two unders. If the over hits in game one, then the under generally hits in game two, like 60 something percent of the time. So you're getting some value there. At least the percentages are working in your favor. But I think to me is a, that's a trend that has held true, but more than that, it's what I was talking about in the second half when the Lakers sort of calmed down, adjusted to the nuggets coming out with their hair on fire and then started playing better defense they moved Rui Achimura to the inside to sort of pair with AD and try and slow down Nikola Jokic and they didn't slow him down but it slowed the pace of the game down so when that happens that's when you say 
let's not look at the whole game. Let's look at the second half and what we saw. And based on that trend and what we saw in the second half, I think we see better defense tonight now that the Lakers will adjust. And the Nuggets will have to adjust whatever the Lakers do defensively as well. But I would lean towards the under. Well, and also the rotations were different. It looks like the Lakers figured out their correct rotation in the second half of this game. So I think that is a good angle and why maybe the over hits in some of these game ones is because they're not sure which rotations are going to work. And then finally in game two, they nail them down. Although I'll say this at two twenty six and a half, this total makes me a little nervous because during the regular season, the totals were mm-hmm. set in the two thirty seven range. And I know in the postseason that the defense is better, but still, I'm not sure if anybody's slowing down Nikola Jokic again. Has anybody stopped him in the postseason thus far? No, No. even when he's double teamed. So I think that makes me nervous. And also the pace of this game. Maybe it is not so blindingly fast in the first half because I felt like I was watching like a Grizzlies Timberwolves Mm -hmm. game. The the pace was just so quick. And a lot of that was the Nuggets getting out in transition. So it was hard for the Lakers uh, to keep up. But it's going to be interesting for sure. Are there any other storylines that you are interested in following here? I will say that I, I find coaching matchups this time of year pretty fascinating because mm-hmm. Mike Malone is a guy who doesn't necessarily jump to the top of the list when you think about the great head coaches or very good head coaches in the NBA, but he's right up there. Let's look at the Eastern Conference. We keep talking about Joe Mazzula versus Eric Spolstra, and there's no question that Coach Spo, particularly when he's able to lean on Pat Riley in the front office, that is a huge coaching advantage because they know their personnel better. Joe Mazzula is 34 years old. So you flip that back over to the Western Conference. You've got Mike Malone, who's been in Denver for a while now, knows his personnel. They've quietly built such a great basketball team. And then you've got a guy in Darvin Ham who is a newbie at this. Now, he has the talent. Maybe the Lakers aren't quite as talented as the Nuggets, but in critical situations when you're talking about a playoff series that could possibly go six, seven games – there are coaching maneuvers and coaching adjustments that happen along the way that tend to tilt towards the better head coach. And that's another reason why that I like Denver, not necessarily in this game, but this series. And that's why they're the favorites to win the title. Coaching is huge this time of year, which is why Doc Rivers got fired. Monty Williams got fired. Coach Budenholzer got fired. It's, it's very difficult in the NBA to maintain your job because the standard is so high. But here is a huge advantage for Denver coaching-wise. What do we think of Anthony Davis in this game? Because in my gut, I say there is a chance that alternate days, Anthony Davis has an off game here. But I'm looking at the box scores, and maybe it's not warranted. Like, he really hasn't had a bad game in quite some time. Like, even when he doesn't put up the points, he still had 20 rebounds in that final game against Golden State. So do you think that's warranted to be worried about the output of Anthony Davis? I think he stepped it up. I think that was an issue early on where it mm-hmm. was he was gangbusters, then he disappeared. He was incredible, then he was just a guy. But as the playoffs have gone or the Lakers have gone deeper and deeper into the playoffs, I believe he's gotten more consistent. And frankly, he has to be. If he doesn't step up, LeBron is the most consistent player on that team. So if AD has an off game, I don't see a situation in which the Lakers can win. So he has to be consistent here. Right, especially on the offensive glass. Like I said, if the Lakers want to win a game, they got to get more than five offensive rebounds. My goodness, we're playing like a team that's all a bunch of 6'3 guys. Get it together, Lakers. 
And the Nuggets still sitting there, minus five and a half. We'll see if that number moves before tonight's game. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.